0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The episode you're about to hear was meant to
1: be the Yesterday's Hero episode, but we didn't get around to talking about Yesterday's Hero. So we've just knocked it out as um, a, a, a bonus episode, if you like.
2: It's, More value for IFS members, eh?
1: It's about bridges and the River Thames. Hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy, hot body Dawson, pow pow pow.
2: I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? This is the
1: Yesterday's Hero Odyssey. Um, Before we get into that, I, I noticed on your Instagram this morning, Sam, you posted a fucking lovely picture of a slightly unusual boat.
2: Mm. Can you tell me more about that, please? Well, I was going for my, my morning run by the River Thames, which I'm lucky enough to live right by the River Thames. And uh, I live by the Thames. And so uh, I'm jogging along by the Thames, which, as I've <laughs> said before, I believe to be one of the hardest rivers in the UK.
1: Oh, yeah. You do not fuck with the Thames, even I know that. Don't, don't in fuck the with old Mother Thames. right? Oh, fucking um, hell.
2: And uh, so there I am, chocking alongside. i, t- I tell but... you
1: what, it's, it's the mark of a, a hard river that they have to put a fucking flood barrier in it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because if not, it'll just, I'll fucking flood oh, the old place, it's you cunts. not fu- fucking about, is it? Oh, I fucking... will
3: fucking, you, just fucking watch it, because I will flood you. I'll fucking drown you. All of you and all, the Queen, the Prime Minister, <laughs> the City of London, <laughs> everyone's going down. And you are going to be swallowing eels.
1: The pearly kings, the pearly queens, (laughs) all of them. The ravens in the tower. I'll take them all down.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Even Stephanie Moore. Oh, no. (laughs) She lives out in the old counties now. The de facto (laughs) queen of London. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, his first missus, Tina Moore.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. oh, it's Tina that I fancy more than Stephanie. Probably. They're I've both they're both really yeah. fit. If you see the yeah. classic picture of Bobby Moore standing next to a tree with his yeah. wife who's wearing an England kit yeah. as a dress, that's the one that probably would have treated you. That's Tina Moore.
1: <laughs> yes. But, There's something about a woman in a football shirt being worn as a dress.
2: But then he <laughs> not met, that
1: I'm triggerable anymore, but he was know.
2: on a plane, mm-hmm. you know, cocked me in it out. Can we get some more brown ale down in first class, please? (laughs) Care of Bobby Moore, England captain.
3: It's it's a poke scratchings.
2: (laughs) And he's like, well, 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 hello, charmed, I'm sure. And who might you be? She was the fucking, (laughs) no lie, Stephanie was the air hostess.
1: Oh, Stephanie was, Stephanie
2: was. Tina he'd been with from a very young age. And then I think it was like after retirement, he met Stephanie. And unfortunately, for Tina, he broke up with her. But I think they remain close. But anyway, they're both queens in my heart and every Cockney's heart. And the River Thames recognises them as such. Yeah. Tina, Steph, you're all right. I'm going to not drown you two. But everyone else, fair game. The only other person I would have considered not drowning is the Queen Mum. Because of all the, the bravery she showed during the war. But... She's dead anyway now, so I ain't got to worry about that. Tina,
1: Steph, I will warn you in advance with a phone call with a recognised code word.
3: <laughs> endgame. I repeat, endgame. Who's on the phone, mother? It's the River Thames.
1: Thames. <laughs> Evacuate! Evacuate! What do you mean the River Thames? How can a river phone us? There's no time to explain! If get, it's something your, your father explained to me on his deathbed...
3: <laughs> yeah. I thought one he was day. delusional but yeah. no it's, true. it's Steph, come true come closer one day you will receive a phone call from someone claiming to be the River Thames <laughs> do not be alarmed it is the River Thames I've been in cahoots with it for many years as the de facto Emperor of London and King of all Cockneys and it is vowed to protect my family after my death <laughs> it, will, it will give you a code word. That code word is endgame. You are to evacuate when you hear that code word. Pack up the kiddies. Pack up the crockery.
0: <laughs>
3: Crack up the silver. Pack up the silver. Get it all in the tea chests. Stick it in the motor. And get out of town. Get out of London. Get out of London. Get yourself over to Spain. Prono. It's the only place you're safe from the Thames. (laughs) The Thames is that powerful that it could almost flood the whole country if it wants to. (laughs) Uh, It's time for me to go now. I love you and I've always loved you. And I also love Tina in a different way. So tell her if you see her. (laughs) Tell her she'll get the code as well. (laughs) Why does Tina get, get the code? Well, I did have kiddies with her, Steph. Let's She's be fair. She's the about. mother of my kiddies. <laughs> I
0: mean, yeah.
3: You've got to respect that, Stephanie. <laughs> well, I'm a bit put out. Look, just fucking, I'm going Ste- now. Stephanie, just... I- I'm fucking dying. I'm hardly <laughs> likely to go and have it off with Tina now again, am I? Steph, look, I'm trying to help you out here. Don't start on one of your things. I- I don't give me a blinder behind the eyes just before I pass away to the other Not side. I'm dying. To copy the <laughs> heaven. I'm riddled with oh. cancer as it is. The last thing I need is a to be on the eye at all. <laughs> Come on, sweetheart. Let's not end it like this. <laughs> I'm married to the river now. Anyway, never, I was down by the never river. Say, never say goodnight on an argument. <laughs> That's what we've always said.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, so uh. I saw this boat. I see boats yeah. every day, mate. Down, by, yeah. the river, cause down Ooh, by the river, because I'm down by the river all the you? time. <laughs> I yeah.
1: see boats every. Sam, I see boats every day, the lady.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's normal <laughs> to me. It's like I live by the Riviera, effectively the Cockney Riviera. Although well, there's not really many Cockneys uh. in Barns, to be honest. But anyway, <laughs> I um, I saw this boat, and it was a real corker. Usually, I wouldn't bore my Instagram followers with any old boat. But yeah. this boat was a real corker, and I've seen it once in a while, but I thought today's day I'm going to snap the bastard, because mm. it's one of those it reminds me of an oil rig, but floating on the Thames. It's like a flat boat, but with kind of workmen and work machinery yeah. on it. Who knows what it does? Um, I want to befriend the men on board, who I envisage all <laughs> looking like Popeye. I'm,
1: I'm calling it up on my computer now to have a closer look. River it's workers. got like a wooden, it's got like a wooden base, hasn't it? It's almost got like its own uh, ecosystem.
2: Yeah, it's, it's got like, like a, it's, its own jetty. I like to think of it as its own independent state that just floats yeah. up and down the Thames. And uh, maybe
1: it's, it's like Sealand that's got its own.
2: It uh, could be outside of, 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 yeah. of British law. Mm. Maybe it doesn't recognise British statute. Doesn't um,
1: recognise the power of the Thames.
2: Yeah. I'd love to get over to it. Um mm. ordinarily I'd jump off the Hammersmith Bridge onto it. But swim over. But um you can't because <laughs> but, the bridge is but shut.
1: I, but I had my phone in my pocket, so I couldn't The
2: fucking bridge, you're not even allowed to step foot on the bridge, right? This, this is, is dangerous now. This is the main connection. Into yeah. London for huge swathes of of the city, you know it's a main it's a main artery, mate. Right? It's weird, and how it's still fucked. It, it's it partly what's weird about it is that the reason it's fucked is that the IRA bombed it not once but twice, which I've never <laughs> understood. Why it's just Hammersmith Bridge. There's loads of more high profile bridges. I mean, for me, mm. it's the best bridge in London, but I'm not. Presenting BBC London covering for Robert today, so I won't start going into it. What's your favourite bridge, London? Come on. <laughs> what, is what is it? Albert, Lambeth, Q. <laughs> get in touch and let me know, right? Um, but for but the t- record, it is Hammersmith, it's the best bridge. But and it's tomorrow, low profile. Why are I- the IRA fucking bombing up Hammersmith Bridge non stop? Especially as there's and loads tomorrow, of Irish in Hammersmith.
1: Tomorrow we're going to do the tunnels. So have a think about that.
2: Yeah. Get in touch. What's your favourite paving stone, London? 0207-742-8111. You know the number. Don't be shy. There's a paving stone on Denmark Street, just off Charing Cross Road. They used to call it Tin Pan Alley. It's a fantastic paving stone. I'd love to know if there was someone out there who knew the story behind it. I'm sure there is. Um, But anyway, yeah... You can't... The, the Irish just kept fucking bombing this bridge. Which, frankly, I mean, there's a big Irish community in Hammersmith, right? And right. there's there's even the Irish Cultural Centre there. And mm. really weirdly, on the bridge itself, there is a pub that is an Irish pub. And it's always been an Irish pub, right? Mm. In fact, ma- as a matter of fact, a few years ago when I was still drinking, I was in there one night and uh, one of the locals had a go at me for being English, right? I said Ooh. to him... Fuck me, mate. I fucking, I grew up like, I, you can see my fucking mum's house from here, you cunt, right? And you're in here <laughs> having a go at me in a pub that is like right in my fucking hometown. mother oh, I couldn't believe he goes, he goes to me, fucking shut your mouth, you English cod. Right, but I wasn't even <laughs> fucking doing anything. I was just having a piss and chatting to one of the bar staff, was in there. Went, oh, I, 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 and he's going, Oh, yeah, no, it's okay. Yeah, it's quite a busy night tonight. How, how's your evening going? Oh, yeah, I'm going, oh, yeah, It's all right. Just pissed up in I? because i got <laughs> P- to drink about. Right. And then the other geezer comes in, some Irish person. Go, What are you talking to him for? Fucking English cunt. And I'm like, What are you fucking talking about? Anyway, these fuckers, I'm not <laughs> saying it was these Irish. Like, uh, that's the You're other thing Irish? I'm part Irish you fucker um, but I didn't even get into that because that would have probably antagonised I, I would assume there are some Irish people and oh. I count him as one of them who'd probably hate someone with an English yeah. accent yeah. going on only, about being Irish only,
1: only part Irish are you, yeah. are you tainted tainted fuck tainted
2: fuck got a whiff of t- what, what did um? what was it Roy Keane said he had a touch of the Tottenham's about him <laughs> <laughs> But we'll yeah. Up. Uh but they kept blowing up this bridge and I never understood it. It's like, what are well, you blowing up this bridge for? Go and blow up fucking Westminster Bridge. Oh. Maybe well, you can't be it... bothered going all the way into another part of town. So you say, Oh, I just blow the bridge up <clears> in our <throat> hometown. It's nearer. Well,
1: thing is thing is though, is it an easily bombable bridge? For the first time, would you say it w- it's easily bombable given the size and
2: structure of it? Yeah, I would say it's one of right. it would have been one of London's most bombable bridges, partly because no one would have been expecting anyone to bomb it. So if you go to Westminster Bridge, London Bridge, Tower Bridge, Victoria and Albert, Albert Bridge, sorry, these are all fucking bridges, these are high-profile, these are glamour bridges, yeah?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Glamour,
2: fancy-pants bridges, right? And everyone's looking to bomb them. But, um, so they've got security and anti-bomb measures, but Hammersmith Bridge, no one sees it coming. But for good reason, because it's never done anything to anyone.
1: So they've done it once, right? They've done it once. And then the second time, obviously they thought, well, we've done that one more, we'll it so it's obviously bombable. Do it again. It's weakened from the first time. Then maybe he's had a hangover
2: or something. This and they time. Just thought, well, we to bomb something quick. What can we okay. bomb? We need do to do Amersmith a have bombing. artists have come down the line from the higher-ups. We need to do a bombing. It needs to be turned around quick. Well, you've got to go for Hammersmith Bridge again. At least we know that's doable.
1: <laughs> yeah, there we go. Let's not go too deeply into it. No, I don't want to attract trouble.
2: I don't want to attract the the attention of the Irish Republican Army. I understand the Republican. I have deep sympathies with the Republican cause. I don't believe in terrorism or violence. I'm a man of peace. Mm. But that said, my grandfather was a (coughs) Catholic growing up in Northern Ireland, which wasn't easy. He suffered at the hands of the black and tans. And yeah. uh, in the end, just had to fucking do one because yeah. it was hell. Because of and all. so I mean, I, 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 this I is me English. basically trying to stop the IRA <laughs> from blowing me up. I,
1: I, I am English, but I own many albums by the porks. <laughs> That's all I'll say.
2: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I couldn't jump up onto the boat.
1: Jalapeno.
0: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com host.
1: Jalapeño.
0: The mayor, the,
2: yeah. one of the mayoral candidates, right, in London for the elections this week is um, Sean Bailey. I used to know Sean Bailey. Right. Right. I used to do a show. Can't remember if i told you this. This is one of the most... Of all the fucking mad things, right? This is one of the maddest that I've been involved in. For some reason, when I was like about 28, I became embroiled in a show on ITM presented by Alastair Stewart
3: that went out on
2: Sunday nights (laughs) at 10 o'clock or something. And it was called The Moral of the Story, right? Right. And sometimes I just think, you get a call, in the days when I was like a rhinestone cowboy getting offers of work over the phone. And you'd think yeah. this must genuinely this must be a mistake, right? But ITN mm-hmm. called out, They go, we're doing a Sunday night show on ITV. It's called Moral of the Story. And in it, we uh, examine, we take the three of the week's biggest news stories and we mm-hmm. examine them from a moral perspective. So we cut away all the you know, the who's, <clears> where's, and why's, and we try and drill down into a moral aspect. So I'm thinking to myself, that sounds a bit fucking ambitious.
1: They, they, said, they said, don't worry too much about embarrassing yourself because it's on at the same time spitting images to be honest, yeah. so we're not expecting anyone to watch it because they'll be disappointed. Like,
2: oh, fucking hell. I thought, this sounds ambitious. I can't imagine anyone wanting to listen to this. But if you're willing to pay me to appear on it, fucking yeah, whatever, I don't care. Just, yeah, that's fine. How much? <laughs> I was like, let me stop you there. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. You're boring me now. How much? (laughs) Don't let's do the show on the phone. Let's say the better when we're on. Let's keep our powder dry, mate. (laughs) Just tell me how much and where to send the invoice. And can I send 50% up front? Because I found myself uh, rather financially embarrassed this week for a number (laughs) of reasons that I won't bore you with. But I do need (laughs) cash pronto. (laughs) Anyway, right. The panel, so Alistair Stewart presided over this and the mm. panel of so-called morality experts were <laughs> men who at the time, yeah. I think I you know, didn't really have an official job. Um, but if I had any job title, it was editor at large of Maxim magazine. Right. Right. That was yeah. the only, when I said, what's job title, I said, don't have a job title. And they go well. Mm. We have got to credit you something. So I said, well, I'm editor at Large at Maxi Magazine for what that's for what that's fucking worth. I mean, you know, I go. So you
1: you were the representative of loose morals then.
2: I don't know. Yeah, Is I just that- I think they must have just thought what we need. anyway. The panel was the columnist Christina Adoni, right? Oh Who's yeah, really posh and fancy, and mm. a devout Catholic. So she had mm. the religious vibes going on, right? As the representative of idiots. The idiot in the street, Sam Delaney, editor at large <laughs> of Maxim magazine, right? Yeah. And the third member of the panel was Sean Bailey, youth worker. Sean Bailey was, uh, yeah, I mean, at the time he was just he was a youth worker. He ran various organisations to help with the youths, young yeah. kids out of the ghetto, sort of thing. Mm. Now it just so happened that we were practically neighbours. I lived on Labrook Grove, and he lived in a very famous. Um, Council block, just like five minutes from my front door, called Trellick Tower, which, right. if you've ever driven across the Westway, is quite a famous building because it's the one that's like a big tower block, but then it's got a separate sort of section attached to it. <coughs> right. Which I can go up and look. I it did down.
1: drive across the the Westway once. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I'm driving across the Westway.
3: I've oh. seen it in documentaries and films. It's just like in the songs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. anyway he lived in that uh, and yeah and like so th- I mean what a fucking shit show I remember once <laughs> that like I was f- like I I was so hung over I'd been out somewhere or other, and I was hung over off my fucking tits you know when you like feel you're dying and I yeah. forgot like long before I had kids and I'm li- living in this flat and they call me and go your taxi's outside and I've literally gone taxi for what and they go, hmm. to go to ATN. And I go, fuck, I've <laughs> got to do that fucking show. And then I check my voicemail. And there's like 10 messages, right, 10 missed calls. Hmm. And it's the fucking producer saying, you know, this is what we're doing today on the show. So this is what yeah. you've got to know about. And I remember it was to do with something that was going on in Zimbabwe, right? Oh, with, yeah, good. Yeah. With Mugabe. And I you've had been all not... I had not, I, I didn't have a fucking clue. <clears throat> Literally, I had to start from scratch, not on the subject of that week's story, but of where Zimbabwe fucking was and what the history what of it, it was is. and who the fuck Robert Mugabe was, right? But I've got to tell you, I was vomiting. And the taxi's giving it, ding dong, ding dong, where are you? And I am vomiting, throwing up with my fingers down my throat, into with, the toilet. With with, with fear? <laughs> no, with ha- just hungover <laughs> nausea. <laughs> and then try and go. Oh, let's be five minutes because I'm on the internet trying to read up about fucking Zimbabwe because I'm about to get in a taxi, go over to the ITN in, in Grazing Road, and have to sit with Christina Doni and Sean Bailey, fucking examining the moral fucking issues surrounding the Zimbabwe story.
1: Oh well, well stinking of drink and puke.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I mean that is that just sums up the British media. But I mean, like, how that was allowed to happen. <laughs>
1: Zimbabwe was formerly known as Rhodesia. uh, It was like
3: that.
2: I was like chucking in unnecessary facts just to demonstrate that I had knowledge. Well, of course, as you'll know, Alistair Stewart, Zimbabwe's biggest mineral export is magnesium. (laughs) What? (laughs) It's
3: GDP last year. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh
2: fuck it hell anyway Sean Bailey was its on it he status
1: as a developing nation in
2: 1989 <laughs> <laughs> Sean Bailey was the other bloke and he was really quite um, yeah very like articulate and clever but and really opinionated and then mm. over time working a few weeks, because afterwards I'd often give him if I'd driven there mm. um, I'd sometimes give him a lift home because we lived there and so we'd chat in the car as well And I thought, good bloke, lives around my way, seems like a normal sort of a fella, helps the kids around our area, Uh, you know, working class, down to earth. But then he kept saying things in these debates and I instinctively, in a sort of (laughs) almost form of reverse prejudice, because he was black and because he was working class, but he was very intelligent Right. Well, struck me mm. is it, at least he was extremely articulate. Sometimes that can be mistaken for intelligence, I suppose. But it is a form yeah. of intelligence, right? And uh, and I started to <laughs> think it's weird. Some of the things he says sound almost like really right wing <laughs> and mean. But then I think no, that can't be right. He's black and working class, right? I was saying this and he to helps the kids. Yeah, and then that, but it was like a weird form of reverse prejudice i was like he can't possibly think these things and then over time i thought oh no he's actually really right wing he's one of those people who's really intolerant because he's i thought it came from but i'm not here to analyze him and by the way i've got him in five thought he was a nice guy i never thought he was a a bad guy but he's one of those guys who because he had made something of himself Mm. despite a difficult upbringing and he had made and he, you know he was intelligent he'd often he'd obviously worked hard was well read and had sort of devoted his life to hard work and helping people he was yeah. completely intolerant of anyone from the same background as him who hadn't managed to do the same because one oh, well, right, would okay. say well look, I did it yeah right. yeah right and you sort of think Ugh. but well, why can't you do it <laughs> yeah exactly exactly a lot lot of people say that don't they and so i was like oh right really and then one day he goes to me oh yeah i've been approached by uh i was thinking we've been doing this show for a while i don't think any cunts watching and to be honest i find the whole thing an awful ordeal and i feel like a complete charlatan being sat here doing it (laughs) but whatever they're still paying me so and uh I sort of indicated as much to him, like, like well, it's is showing it? No one's seen it. You know, well, actually, there is some people watching. I've had a phone call from the Conservative Party, and they want oh. me to go and do an, uh, an interview or a chat with them about possibly standing as a candidate for them. And i have like laughing, are you fucking serious? He went, yeah, I said, you're not going to go, are you? And, yeah, why not? I, he said, I, I said, are you Tory? And laughing thinking it's not possible and he went I'm nothing he went I never I've never voted but I don't have an affiliation one way or the other so I'll go and see what they have to say they can sell themselves to me because you yeah. could see what his potential value was because he's you know yeah. very smart communicator very different to the archetypal Tory yeah. MP and then next thing I know I could then we fell out of touch because the show ended quite rightly and understandably <laughs> And then next thing I know, is he it, is, is fucking it, son, standing.
1: Is it, is it still on the ITV hub?
2: Oh, I mean, we're going back to about the year 2006, <laughs> I reckon this was, yeah, or 2005, not. so probably not. And he goes, um, then he's fucking standing as an MP. And I thought, well, good luck to him, I suppose, but Jesus Christ. Anyway, cut long story short, now he's the the mayoral candidate in London. So he wants to represent the hardest river in, in one of the yeah. hardest rivers in Europe, right? I mean, it's not quite as hard as the Danube, but, you know, it's fucking hard. Different story. Right. Yeah. And and anyway, to get back to the bridge, he's like, I saw a leaflet come through the other day and no one knows how to fix this bridge, but it's having a huge impact on London's economy, right? Yeah. It's a massive, I mean, it's an inconvenience to people who live where I live. But quite aside from that, it's like a massive economic thing. So it's embarrassing that the government themselves have not just fixed this bridge because it's like yeah. we are one of the biggest cities in the world. Just we fucking, are one of the just fix it. We're one of the glows. Getting me agitated, and I'm, I'm in fucking Sunderland. Just fucking fix it, man. I, I, I know because it's a fucking bridge. You need the fucking bridge. It's fucking so many businesses. Some businesses have had to shut. Right, a lot of kids have had to move school. Right? Because it's right. impossible for their kid... There, like the the other bridges <clears> are miles away, so you, you have to cross the you have to like quadruple your fucking journey time to school yeah. and all this, right? So it's really been hard and and uh for people, not for me personally so much, but and uh no one knows how to fix it because basically the cent the, the, the government find it convenient to blame the mayor, but the mayor doesn't have the money, he needs the money off the government, right? Yeah. And um it's like the government saying, Well, the fucking The the council taxpayers of London should pay for it, right? We're not giving any money. Fucking bridge across London. So no one quite knows what to do about it. So they've asked him, what are you going to do about the bridge? One of the biggest questions you could ask in a mayor election in London. Hmm. He's gone, no problem. We'll set up a fucking bank, won't we? We'll call it a London People's Bank and we'll get the money out of that. Next question, right? And you're like, yeah, oh, good idea. (laughs) What? (laughs) He just really casually chucked it out there and went, yeah, just start a fucking bank, mate. And the way banks work is everyone will invest their money with us and we'll use that money to build the bridge. But then when they want their money back, we'll be interested in that or we'll sell the bridge (laughs) to some Russians. Sell the bridge to some Russians, make a profit. There you go. Everyone's a winner. (laughs) Fucking hell, mate. I'm thinking, why is this guy... I mean, it, I guess what I'm saying is maybe I should have been running for mayor by this stage. Yeah, well, maybe. For the Tories. We, for any, anyone I mean, that would have me. For
1: just an independent. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't got that much chance of winning, as he? see. He can come up the, with shit like that. Sam not party. have to worry about it. Yeah, you
2: know, I don't he can, think he's got he can a come up with shit like
1: that and not, not care because no one's going to vote for him. Hey, should we knock this on the head because we're not going to get anywhere with yesterday's hero?
2: Mm. This
1: looks like a bonus episode we'll now. We'll just knock of this just out. Just stuff about bridges. Yeah. yeah, we'll knock this out. Bridge special. We, yeah, there we go. Er. Uh, Build a bridge to your
2: heart, like they said in the song. Try to build bridges to everyone in your community.